So welcome back everyone to episode 10 of the Computomics podcast. This week we'll start our series on metagenomics analysis and the challenges and opportunities that we see facing the field and how we have provided services and opportunities to tackle those challenges. Our first interview today will be with Sebastian Schulteis, the Managing Director and CEO of Computomics, as he gives us a gentle overview of our services of Megan 6 and what it can do. So Sebastian, welcome to the episode. We're happy to have you here again, and we're looking forward to what you have to say about Megan. Thanks. Happy to be here and uh, introduce Megan, which is one of our first products, actually. It stands for Metagenomics Analysis, and it's really a tool that's there to advance uh, the knowledge and understanding of these metagenomics data sets which at the time that they were created were some of the largest data sets that people were working with in bioinformatics because um, whenever you have any kind of surface or environment or habitat, there's just a lot of DNA that's present there. And when you're doing metagenomics, you're essentially sequencing the entire set of DNA that's in one place. Yeah, it's interesting. I know sometimes we get asked how many species uh, we've done work on, and we always have to caveat that, that when we say that, we're not including microbial species, right? So when you think about the huge numbers of data sets, then you really get a handle on understanding why machine learning is really so valuable for that kind of analysis. So maybe you can sort of tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, there's certainly lots and lots of uh, different species included in each metagenomics sample, especially if it comes from the kinds of environments that we are working with, which are soil or plant surfaces like leaves. And um, the number of species um, is, of course, one indicator of how much material there is. But then, of course, there's also um, just the abundance of each cell or if it's a microbial organism, how many of them there are. And that's also something that metagenomics actually is um, looking to identify. So just being able to count uh, the number of different species that are present in a sample, that's really um, one of the first questions that people will ask about a metagenomics data set. How many are there? So that's one of the question. One of the questions that also Megan answers by being able to load a data set into Megan 6. Um, this is one of the things that you'll be immediately um, looking at is the species tree downloaded from NCBI. Um, has a lot of information about um, the individual data sets and um, shows you how many different species are included in the sample that you're looking at. That's great, but that's not really what makes Megan so special, right? So, it, of course, the species level and the population level are very important. Um, what about the functional analysis and the, what, you know, because microbes behave, they do something. So how does Megan 6 help somebody understand what is really going on in terms of function in their sample? That's a really great question because the people that um, we are working with are really interested in what kind of uh, metabolic pathways are being covered by the microbes that they are analyzing. And Megan is uh, one of the only tools we know that is able to really visualize the kinds of different pathways that are covered by the genes that are contained in a metagenomic sample. 
So people are sequencing either uh, reduced representation sequencing um, with 16S sequences or um, ITS for fungi, for example. But what um, Megan does best is really analyze whole genome metagenomics datasets. And that is something that um, shows you not only um, how many are there, the first question that people are asking, but um, what are they doing and what kind of metabolic pathways are covered. And we visualize that, for example, by mapping to databases like KEG, which is the uh, encyclopedia of genes and genomes from Kyoto, that um, visualizes different known metabolic pathways, all of the genes that are involved in it, and contains reference sequences for those genes. So you can save with confidence, yeah, one of the genes that um, is involved in glycolysis, for example, is actually included in the sample, and you can see that on the pathway map of glycolysis. If the entire pathway is covered by your sample, you'll also be able to see that, and if you have several samples to compare, then you can see, oh, this actually, um, this pathway is missing one of the enzymes that are necessary here. Um, and um, therefore, that might be an indication that it's not complete or that this organism is actually missing a gene that's necessary for this pathway. How can that be translated and be useful for soil science, for example, when you find out that certain um, although the species structure may give you one answer, but the functional structure can give you a totally different answer in terms of why a specific area is successful or fruitful or a good opportunity for a specific crop. Um, so what kind of answers can that give you in terms of agricultural solutions? So the first thing that people will usually notice um, is whether certain pathogens are there or present or absent. Um, as well as certain pathogenic pathways, because many of the like um, resistances to antibiotics are simply um, put there by a plasmid, for example. You wouldn't be able to tell uh, whether this resistance is there just based on the presence of that species with its 16S sequence. You would have to know, is this plasmid actually there? Is this specific resistance sequence present in the sample, and you only get that through this functional analysis through Megan's uh, capability of uh, visualizing those genes. And one of the things that people often ask us about soil data is, do we have enough nitrogen-fixing bacteria in there? And to them, it doesn't matter what they're called, what species they are. They're really interested in, is there enough uh, of that genomic function in there that this is actually a metabolic pathway that is able to be expressed and that is present uh, when we have nitrogen to fix. And that's something that Megan is able to visualize. You can click on the keg pathway for um, my, uh, nitrogen fixation and you'll be able to see it there. The really great thing uh, that I think Megan makes uh, such an impact in the scientific community is that it's so easy to use it has a graphical user interface, and once you have the data loaded, that is actually um, the part where we have the best um, interactions with our um, data sets, where we can visualize in many different ways. Uh, Daniel Husson, the author of Megan, has really put in a lot of effort into uh, recording and um, visualizing the data sets in a way that um, they can be used for publications. 
Yeah, that's very important uh, to make sure it's one of our mottos at Computomics that the results we provide are usable and are useful for our clients and are immediately actionable and data-driven. And I think Megan really encapsulates those principles perfectly. It's uh, friendly to use. It provides immediate results. You can publish with it and it's scientifically sound and really provides next level results that our our clients and collaborators are looking for. So on that topic, maybe you can give um, an overview of how someone can use Megan and how they can access it and what they can essentially do with it and where they can get help if they don't know what to do with it. Absolutely. So there are two editions of Megan that you can use. The first one is the community edition that's published and um, downloadable for free for anyone to use. And um, the second one is the one that Computomics offers um, because it actually costs money. It's the Megan 6 Ultimate Edition. The Ultimate Edition actually contains a license for KEG as well for the database and to access all of the graphics and the reference sequences that are contained within um, the CAG database, they come with the Megan 6 Ultimate installation and they can be used directly. The um, Ultimate Edition also has a command line interface. If you're trying to script these outputs, if you're trying to include the visualizations that Megan is able to produce into an automated report or something like that, then this is something uh, very useful because you can then script uh, the entire Megan user interface and just say, I want this chart to be generated for these 25 samples. And as soon as you've clicked through all of them by hand once, you'll really want to use this uh, feature because it makes it much more easy to really identify um, the kind of thing that you want done routinely and then actually automate it and um, put it out there. The first part, actually getting the data into Megan, is the one part where um, people have the most questions about. And there is a forum on the internet called the Megan 6 community, um, where people can exchange um, ideas, chat about Megan 6, and uh, also file bug reports, for example. And our author, Daniel Husson, um, is actually uh, monitoring these and answering any questions that haven't been um, addressed by anyone in the community yet. But certainly there is a need for standardized data processing. And that's another product that Computomics is offering. It's called Morpheus. And it's there for a standardized analysis of metagenomics data sets. And um, something that um, one of my colleagues, um, Oliver Deutsch, is able to really explain. Thanks, Sebastian. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this series that we're doing of multiple episodes, and we'll definitely have um, Morpheus and Megan covered further in more detail. But I think that um, this is great for an introduction. Thank you so much for your time, and I look forward to speaking in the future. Thank you. Happy to do that. everyone for joining us on episode 10 of the Computomics podcast. We hope you enjoyed this introductory episode and we hope to see you back for our more detailed descriptions of Megan and Morpheus. 
If you have used Megan or Morpheus or would like to, please reach out to us for a trial or for giving feedback. You can find us on our website, computomics.com. And just to let you know that we will be going on a small summer break for the month of August with our podcast, so the next episode will be released in September. We hope everyone has a nice and safe month of August. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in September.